you have seen the great miracles with your eyes, and you haven't yet achieved a heart to know and eyes to see until this day. So these are the last words Meshman is telling the Jewish people after 40 years of seeing the miracles of the, of the desert and conquering the land of Israel, starting to conquer the land of Israel. So now, Meshavim is telling the Jewish people, you should be able to recognize how much you have to thank the Abishter for all the miracles and wonders that he performed for you. Uh, so the Al-Tareb is going to explain this, this Pasuk, Baruchnis, and how this has a relationship to our service of Hashem. So to, to, before we do that, we're going to go into a couple of questions about this Pasuk. The, the simple translation of the Pasuk doesn't make sense. First, Meshach tells the Jewish people, you saw. That means they could, they actually did see. But then he tells them, you did not, God did not give you a heart to know and eyes to see. So if they didn't get eyes to see till that moment, so how could they have seen all the miracles that happened until then? We're having a problem because we want to take it literally. Because you can see something, but not see it. That's a new thing also. Let's see. Let's see it, but not see it. <laughs> to understand this question, we have to first explain the inner meaning of the Pasuk that is written about Avram Avinu. Simple, simple meaning of the Pasuk is, Avram Avinu makes this hotel in the desert in order that everyone who is passing by should come and sleep and eat and then recognize Hashem. That means... Avraham Avinu didn't just call out to Hashem himself, he made everyone else also call out the name of Hashem. People ate in his house and they didn't want to thank Hashem. Avraham Avinu made them pay for their meal and they didn't want to pay for their meal because Avraham Avinu quoted these exorbitant prices for having this luxurious hotel middle of the desert. And through this, he caused everyone to recognize and call out to Hashem. He had like guards, like, I don't know, had like people like standing there to like make everyone understand that they would be paying that exorbitant fee if, or else, like, I mean, think about it. You're, like, you're in the desert, some old man's, like, $600 for a bowl of chicken soup, and you're like, okay, you know, that's, 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 that's not how. I, 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 I don't know, but it's, we had a lot of chassidim, though. Could, 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 could be the chassidim there, you know, like, they're tough, I have no idea. They were honest idol Kale Olam, God world, not God of the world. The usual expression would be, like we say in every bracha, Melech Olam, King of the world. Why does it say in this passage, Avmin caused people to call out Kale Olam, God world. To understand the inner meaning of this passage, we have to first preface explanation of another passage. That's in the passage. You are exalted above all nations. Your glory is in the heavens. And the Pasuk, another Pasuk says, Who will not fear you, king of the nations? Because it's appropriate to fear you. Because among all the wise men of the nations, and among all, in all of their kingdoms, there's no one like you. 
The Pasuk, which says Hashem is above all nations, and the Pasuk, which says that Hashem's glory is in heaven, is what the Goyim think about Hashem. The Goyim, Hashem left the earth, and he is somewhere in heaven, because they think that the Abish created the world in a system of cause and effect. And the reason why there is such a great consumed of godliness in this world is because of the many descents that have happened throughout the whole spiritual cosmos, going from progressing from one level to another to create the physical. So how does cause and effect work? Let's say by intellect and emotions. Your actual thoughts produce your feelings. Your feelings produce words and actions. So they think the Eivishter is the cause, and through the Eivishter's cause, there's actually a power of growth in the ground, and the power of movement in, in, the, in, the, in the planets. And they think it works like, like the way the soul goes into a body. The actual soul itself goes into the body and gives it life, and therefore the Neshama is affected by the events that happen to the body, just like the cause which is invested in its in the effect, the actual cause is, is there within the effect, not separate from it. And therefore they say, one second, if the cause and effect means that you are invested in the effect, like intellect is invested in feelings, uh, so then it must be, where did God invest himself? Where does God have that, that kind of intimate relationship which is so invested in, the, in, the, in a next step? Which next step can he be connected to? They say they can only be in the heavens. It can't be over here. And that's why they call Hashem Elokad Elokai, the God of Gods. That means He is the cause for the higher beings. But the lower beings, they're in a state of separation from Hashem. Hashem is the, the first cause. They call Hashem cause, they call Hashem, Hashem's name by the Goyim is cause one. You're the first cause. And they think that the Abishar could only have cause, only be connected to something which is really spiritual and, and, and lofty and infinite. But the truth is that they make a big mistake. Because if creation was in a way of cause and effect, then everything would be infinite. It wouldn't be possible for there ever to be anything finite. Because there's no comparison at all between something finite and something infinite. So it's impossible that if the system of creation was just cause and effect, is just cause and effect. Because then all, everything would be infinite. So... That's so what the Goyim didn't, don't realize that the Abish made it tzimtzum. That only a tiny ray of godliness emerges from God's essence, which is no comparison at all to his essence, and it's not in a way of cause and effect, rather just a complete tzimtzum. It's not that, that the Abish is totally invested in the first stage of creation, rather, it's there's a tremendous tzimtzum. And, and in other words, even though the Goyim recognized that there is an Abish but they say, that since they, they understand that Hashem must have created the world in a way of cause and effect, so the higher level descends into the lower level until it reaches this world. So they think, since the Abish is a cause of all causes, so he is way above the whole creation. He is distant. He left the world in the hands of these zodiacs and the stars, and uh, that's why they say he's the god of gods. He's the god of the zodiacs. He's the god of the stars. But although he's the source of everything, but there are, all, there are other gods, other forces. There are other, other forces which are controlling this world. The Abishter is the one who, who is in relationship to some higher things. So there's really two mistakes we're saying that they made. Number one is they think that 
the Abishter, even cause number one has some relationship to him. It's not mistake number one. And it's not true because anything finite cannot come something infinite. It has to be a simsum. And mistake number two is, is that they say, okay, so they're, therefore they're associating God with higher things. And these, if he, he could only go to the biggest thing. What they don't realize is the biggest thing that they're thinking of is incomparable to Hashem. And therefore, there has to be a tzimtzum. And because it's a tzimtzum, so uh, the Abishur creates the entire world and is involved in the entire world through this tzimtzum. It's not that Hashem's infinite, infinite light went from level to level to level because then it would, it would never hit, hit anything finite. Because one, I assume, doesn't say exactly a level of Atsilus or whatever, but if they're saying Hashem is, uh, created the zodiacs and the zodiacs are running the worlds, so they probably think like big planets, like stars. And, and the heavens is His glory. And so the big things. All the way up there, or in Saif, Atmos, wherever you want to put it. So where they, and all of those levels seemingly are still infinite, to some degree. Obviously, Hashem Himself, nothing else, can't compare. But they're still infinite. So it's like Hashem kind of duplicated Himself from infinite to infinite. Let's explain this concept a little bit more. If there was a light coming directly from Hashem to create the worlds. The worlds would not be limited; they'd be infinite. It has to be a quantum leap from infinite to. As long as you're descending, yes. as long as there's a difference in degree in infinite, it will never get. No matter how you how much you, you change the dial on on infinite, you're never gonna get to finite because it's completely two, two different two different realms. It's as if to say you, you, that from like they made this experiment trying to 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 reenact evolution, and they put these monkeys into this room with these computers and tried to see if the monkeys would ever figure out how to use computers. And uh, the monkeys advocated on them. They didn't really work. Or, 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 or it's, it's, it's if to say... That was one, that was one outcome. There's another thing, another example is, can you say that from your idea, a rock will come out of your idea? It's, it's, it's not in the same rough. So therefore, in order that there should be a source for limited creation, the way they are now, there had to be a first tremendous sense of Hashem's light until there should be a limited light emerging from Hashem that could create limited worlds. And the more that light descends, the more the lower the creation is. So although the whole concept of Ishtalshlus is in a way of cause and effect, that from one level goes to the next level, it's only possible once the light of Hashem is in a state of limitation. So I don't think the Glaim know about Kesser and uh, Ak and whatever. I think they think like the Avishri is big. The biggest thing that they can perceive is the, the sun, in the, the moon. In the realm already. Right. There's, there's Jupiter, there's the sun, there's the moon, and he is even bigger. He must have been the guy who created Jupiter. And the sun and the zodiac, and these big stars. So the stars, they are the ones who are a source of, they're, they're taking care of the world now. But the Abishra, he made the stars. That's because, I mean, you can't, you can't blame them. They're, they're looking at this like an architect comes and builds an incredible one-of-a-kind house. And then the architect goes away. He like goes back to his house. And you're in this house, and you're like, this house is amazing. Yeah, it's not every time you come to the house, and you're like, oh, that architect's mother, is, she, she is amazing to be able to create such an individual that created this house. And it's like, how far back is that? <laughs> Until the way, you come to an Abraham Avinu that literally is... I think architects need to have a very um, confident mother, because the mother has to give them that, that sense to, to plan and to visualize. I think I, 
But the Goyim are in a state of separate, they, they are a separate entity. In other words, although they agree that the Abish is the cause of all causes, and therefore they say he's the God of gods, yet they consider themselves to be completely separate from Hashem. This world is separate. God had left the world in the hands of the Zodiac, and they're separate. They consider themselves to be outside of Galilee completely, although the Abish is the cause, the true source. But now, after you created the world through all this, this, this uh, chain of descent from level to level, so he's just the cause of all causes, the, the reason of all reasons, but he's separate from everything. And only uh, the lower creations, only the stars and the moon, they have a connection to us. And therefore, according to the Goyim, we are, they think about themselves, they're completely separate from Hashem, the Abish is above them, and they're a separate entity. They have no connection. But Avrinu was standing there and screaming and saying, Avrinu recognized the truth the way it is. I never saw this expression that Avrinu was screaming. Avrinu was standing there. He was like, what are you guys doing? He, he realized that creation was not in a way of cause and effect. And therefore, there's something separate from Hashem. Rather, creation was in a way that Hashem first contracted His infinite light. And the light that came, emerged from Hashem, was, a very, was already a very limited energy. And from that energy, there was a creation. And therefore, since Avraham Avinu recognized the truth, he was screaming, Kel Oilam. What's Kel Oilam mean? God world. He was saying, there's nothing separate, there's no separation between God and the creation. Creation itself it has godliness in it. And there's no, every fiber of creation is only, is only there because there's Hashem's light in it, making it be there. Pirush. The meaning of Havaya is God world, what that means is it's all, it's all one. I remember it was an announcement to all people in the world was the Abishter, Havaya is Kel Elam. It's all one. It means the world, and that means the world's not a separate entity. Rather, the world is godliness. I feel like we know that, but he's on vacation. They, they, they don't so, so that's actually his tongue. You're making a big mistake. You know, you know the food you're eating is godliness. The Chayr Avraham Avinu should have said he's the God of the world. Why do you say he's the God world? Avraham Avinu was trying to tell them the Abish is not just the one who controls the world. It's not a separate. In, it, it, the Goyim's mistake is that there's an existence of the world separate from Hashem, and it it it, it depends on on energy in it, but that energy is. Like we say, it's the same rain and same water from creation that's just been cycled in through clouds, the water. It's the same. There's no new water. It's all just the same. Yeah. Abish is the first cause, and then there's something else that emerged from the, from, from Hashem. And because of this, it made a different, another mistake to say the Abish remains aloof from creation. He's, a, he's, a, he's up there somewhere. It's like a king, in, in the Goyim's estimation, like a king who told the servants, oh, you run the world. Yeah, you, he's the first cause, but if I'm going to tell him, no, you're making a big mistake. The, the, the energy of creation is take. The Abish is... Okay, we'll, we'll continue tomorrow, Mr. Shem.